Today's podcast is brought to you by Autonomy Network. You can have decentralized automation limit orders and stop losses on DEXs. Autonomy Network is a decentralized automation tool powered by Web3 application builders and developers with on-chain conditional execution. Autonomy Network allows any developer to automate any action in the future under any condition. You are able to set orders and stop losses, impermanent loss protection, reoccurring payments, and have autonomous NFTs. For more information, go to autonomynetwork.io. Again, that's autonomynetwork.io. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a extremely cool guest all the way out in Germany, but it's headed to the States real soon for a conference that we are just missing each other on, uh, which is ETH Denver. But he has been working on an extremely cool project called Autonomy Network. And we have the CEO, James. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's, it's cool to be here. Uh, how are you doing? Oh man, I'm great. Happy that the market is starting to recover a little bit, and there's a lot, of, a little bit of a light at the in the tunnel right now. So that is making the the crypto bears start to warm up a little bit. So I like the optimism. But I digress. I want to learn a little bit more about you first. Can you give us some background on yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. So I um, like um, I'm from the UK. Uh, went to Canada for uni to study physics. Dropped out in my last year, which was like the last bull run. Because I saw all these people like building stuff and people are raising billions of dollars and people getting freaking hacked and there's just so much going on. And I compared to the lab work that I was doing in one of the physics labs, it was just the pace of academia is just so slow. This is just like so much more exciting. And so I, I dropped out. My first uh, job was in um, like, uh, you know, Chainalysis, um, Chainalysis like a yeah. company like that. It wasn't Chainalysis itself, but, um, but similar stuff doing like tracking and de-anonymization for like the FBI and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Worked at Depa Labs, building Outflow, the implementing proof of stake on the blockchain. Yeah, just like a lot of like personal projects in between. My last job was at uh, like a cross-chain DEX uh, called Chainflip. Uh, they are going to launch soon, which is pretty cool to see. But um, yeah, I uh, thought about this um, in like 2019, went to a hackathon, uh, SF Blockchain Week. Got a prize for it, but didn't really do anything with it. And uh, kind of after DeFi summer, it became like very clear that there was like a huge market for this and it was like a real need and uh, that people would actually use it, you know, if I, if I built it. And yeah, here we are. Yeah. And I just, I really want to spend some time on that. So like, what's really cool about the business you've made is called Autonomy Network. And what you've created is a decentralized automation limit orders and stop losses on DEXs. So why is this really important? So for any of you who have ever been on like a, a Uniswap or Oneus Exchange, et cetera, and you know that you want to buy a particular crypto for a certain price, let's say you want to buy Ethereum for $3,000. But of course, when you go on there, there's slippage, there's fees, there's all this other kind of stuff that ultimately brings that price a little bit lower. But you say you really want it at 3000 So what you can do now is put using um, Atomi Network is be able to 
put in that price at 3000 and then you're able to basically get that price. Now, do I have that right or am I missing anything, James? Yeah, no, totally. So like if the current price is like 4K, uh, you can just set a limit order kind of the same way you would in Binance or Coinbase or something. And, you know, while you're asleep or offline or anything, like if the price dips to 3K, then your order will execute and you'll, you'll buy your ETH. Man, that's awesome, man. Like, I mean, that is a huge feat that I don't know of any other company that solved. How were you able to like conceptualize that this was a huge need in this space? And then how did you go about creating the solution? The original idea came from a thing called GSN, which is a gas station network, which um, it's kind of fallen out of favor a bit the last couple of years. But the the goal of it was to, so users wouldn't need to pay gas in order to do a transaction. So it was like an easier way to onboard users into to dApps. So they would just sign a transaction and then someone else would, you know, pay the transaction fee. And uh, I was just like curious about it, just reading, had, had a thought that uh, they were always just immediately kind of relaying the transaction. Like as soon as they got, you know, a, a signature, you know, they whatever, whoever the relayer was would, you know, uh, sign a natural transaction and pay the gas, et cetera. And I realized that they wouldn't have to send it immediately. They could send it like at some later time or under any condition, really. But uh, the, the way that GSN was doing it was kind of a bit of a centralized model. You would have, kind of have to trust that they were going to send it in the right condition. So, you know, in the case of limit order, when the price is below X or above X. So, yeah, it just became... I was just thinking about how to like generalize this uh, because like limit orders is kind of one use case. But what's like really missing from the crypto space in general is like an automation protocol, an automation layer. Because I mean, like DEXs are a big use case and probably the, certainly the that's where most of the economic value is uh, for a use case like this in terms of like volume, etc. But I mean, there's plenty of other stuff like automatically liquidating yourself before someone else liquidates you and avoiding the liquidation fee or DAOs that can do that that need to do like recurring payments for like salaries or you know for just companies in general or having like blockchain games with like NFTs that are like that actually do things on their own because like when you play a game with like uh, like Skyrim or, or Cyberpunk you know like characters interact with you first they interact with each other they're not always just like sitting there waiting for you to interact with them first and so like, this is the the first time that it's ever been possible to have like a true NPC in a blockchain game but yeah, it was just like realizing that this this thing was missing. And of course, knowing that like once DeFi summer happened, the once DEXs, like their volume started growing and growing, that it was very apparent that now was the the right time. Yeah. You found it at I would like you said, the timing is is optimal. And as we continue to go through a bearish times, you're starting to see a lot more people who are not necessarily trading at higher volumes and are both going into more staking plays, but then also looking to buy into different projects they've been looking to get into at a really good price entry. And so a lot of places to go and get those price entries are on DEXs and would have been a great time if you had been able to set limit orders a long time ago for price targets to have limit orders in place for something like this. So for anyone that is just hearing about this and is really curious about this, walk me through the process of how I come on and and utilize this. If I want to potentially set like a limit order Let's say I've been watching Bitcoin, for example, for a long time. And I, I am strongly convicted in this example that let's say I think that Bitcoin will eventually get back to 30,000. I want to put that limit order in place. How would I be able to do that? So we're currently live on the EVM chains like Ethereum, uh, Binance Smart Chain, Avalanche, etc. You can't trade Bitcoin directly, but you can trade wrapped Bitcoin. So you, you can, in effect, uh, do this. 
But you, yeah, you go to a DEX that's, that has integrated us. Uh, there's a list on our, our website, autonomynetwork.io. Probably the, the one that supports the most like chains is autoswap.trade, A-U-T-O-S-W-A-P.trade. It has like the, the main chains and everything. But yeah, uh, you basically go to it. It's just, it's designed to be the same way as Uniswap. Um, you go, you connect your wallet, you select your tokens, like the from and to, you know, input output tokens, like the amount you want to sell, the price that you want to trade at and put in a, a limit order or a stop loss. And it's super easy. Yeah, that, that is very user friendly. And again, I know that this is a tool that I personally have been looking for for a long time on a couple of different types of projects I've been looking to get into. So I will personally be utilizing this uh, really soon. But my understanding is, is that you actually have some exciting news on uh, the token aspect you, that you are looking to launch a token soon. Can you give us a little bit more information on that? Yeah, so um, like late, uh, late this quarter, probably around March, we'll be doing a public token sale. Yeah, we just kind of starting to build a community at this point because we we were very like heads down focused on being like B2B, you know, like infrastructure for for projects to integrate and hadn't really focused on the community much. So now we're publishing a lot more and just like, you know, interacting uh, in, in the community a lot more and trying to grow it, et cetera. So yeah, it'll be a, a token sale. I haven't decided like exactly where it'll be yet. It's probably on copper launch, but TBD. It's kind of like... um a Dutch Dutch auction kind of style, so it's kind of immune from front runners and that kind of thing. So that's that's why we're looking at that. Got it. Okay. And can you kind of talk about just a, a little bit of the tokenomics of like where the utility of the token will be and how it'll be utilized? For sure. Yeah. So it's um, in my totally unbiased opinion, an actual utility token because it's needed in the network to actually function. So the the way that autonomy works is that there's essentially like a registry smart contract and a decentralized network of bots who are monitoring that contract. So when a user puts in, for example, a limit order, they essentially make a transaction to our registry that says, I want this action to be taken under this condition, which is, you know, sell X for Y at Z price. And this decentralized network of bots are constantly monitoring it in order to uh, see when they can trigger it. And when they do, they, they get a small fee. But in order to prevent all of them trying to trigger the same request at the same time. There's essentially a proof of stake algorithm that's used in order to kind of say who can uh, execute what at what time. And so these executor bots need to stake the token. And so if they have you know 10% of the stakes tokens, then they'll be able to execute about 10% average of uh, of all like requests and get um, get those 10% of overall fees. So it's essentially like the same tokenomics as uh, you know ETH2 like proof of stake. Or, I mean, even really proof of work, like it's needed in order to run the kind of consensus as well as, um, I mean, it's a very lightweight consensus, but anyway, in order to do the, do the staking as well as um, users can also uh, get a discount on the fee if they pay in our token. So it's paying the fee and staking. So basically a standard like POS tokenomics. Right. Thank you for breaking that down. Like you said, uh, I'm glad that the utility of what it'll be used for within your ecosystem checks out and, and makes a lot of sense for it and should have a lot of value for everyone who is, you know, coming on and using the autonomy network. But I also believe that you have a potential gaming play as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. 
Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay cryptocurrent. Yeah, so we we're just about to announce this. Um, we've been kind of like slowly building this over the last couple of months. It's essentially a blockchain game called Meta Dungeon, and it's kind of the first ever kind of PVE, which means like player versus environment blockchain game. Because like all blockchain games to date, well, have mostly been not really games. They're like gamified yield farms, yeah. and um, they're all like PVP. You know, like you you battle people, or like you're just grinding and like farming stuff. You know, in the case of like Axie Infinity with the love potion thing. But yeah, the the thing is like with autonomy, we can create contracts and NFTs that can do things for themselves, like they can create their own transactions. And so we can create autonomous NFTs that are essentially like players in this game that interact with you first. The first first stage of the game that we're going to release is there's just going to be like one boss in this dungeon, which is essentially a dragon and it transfers itself to other people's wallets. So if it uh, transfers itself to your wallet, you'll be able to, to fight it. And if it's not in your wallet, you'll be able to summon it by like collaborating with other players. Also by like sacrificing some NFTs in order to like summon it if you, you can't collaborate with other people, which makes it the first like team play blockchain game uh, that's ever existed, uh, which seems like it may be a uh, recipe for virality or, or for like instigating kind of a new wave of blockchain games. Well, that's that's a hope at least. But uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, that that is unique, right? That you basically have you're forced to start collaborating because, like you said, most of the focus right now is me versus you, or me trying to do a bunch of activities to then be rewarded for said activities. But now, if you look at the big games that have done have been pretty successful, it's the ones where you can you yourself grow within grow your own character, but then also being able to collaborate and work with one another. How do you think with how this is set up that do you think people will initially be resistant to having to collaborate with others? Or do you think people will be more inviting and will kind of flock to it? So obviously it, the premise is that they will come to it, but do you think because this is kind of changing the dynamic that there, you might be met with some friction initially? I think so. I mean, with any kind of new like technology or style of, of things like it, there's going to be some like uh, road bumps for sure. The, the thing is like, because all the automation uh, is like fully on chain, there needs to be a way for the selection of like who you collaborate with. I should give a bit of slight more context. Basically, like every day, you will be kind of paired with another person. And we're going to increase this to like five and 10 people versions in the future. But just to start with, just for simplicity, it's just one person in order to like to summon this dragon. The thing is like the blockchain only knows about addresses. And so you need some way to like find that person and communicate with them. So we're kind of including like a, essentially a Twitter tool. So you essentially announce like I am this player in the in the game, you know, like DM me like, you know, to collaborate, which may uh, end up kind of setting Twitter on fire. But uh, I don't know, like, kind of funny. But um, yeah, I think there's, yeah, there's definitely like friction in that aspect. But I mean, it's, it's also kind of fun because it's like the first time that something like this has happened where you have to like, go out on a mission to do this investigation yourself in, in order to, to like play this game. So it's like, it has these levels, so to speak, to it that aren't 
in the kind of on the blockchain side of things, but are necessary in order to do the blockchain side of things, which, yeah, I don't think it's ever been done before. It's interesting. And I know a lot of people are going to want to check that out, especially listening to this. For those who are hearing this and they're like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds amazing. I, I want to be a part of that. Where can they find that? We haven't decided if we're going to put it as a separate website yet, but like the, the info or like links to it will definitely be on our website, autonomynetwork.io. Got it. Perfect. Again, you have a couple of different aspects within the, the crypto space that I think a lot of people are starting to pay more attention to. Again, the utilization of DEXs, the ability to where gamifies are gamifies going and being built more on the blockchain and how that has been adapting and, and growing over time. But like as you look across 2022, as we are just beginning this year, what do you think will define the year of 2022? Do you think it's going to be the year of GameFi? Do you think it's the year of the metaverse? Do you think it's the year of DEXs? Like, where do you think as an industry, the crypto space is headed as it relates to the next, let's call it, you know, 10 months? I think despite about to launch a metaverse game, I think the the metaverse and kind of NFT side of things are extremely like overhyped and you know it's it's very very like red hot right now and uh it's probably unsustainable to keep it up you know to that intensity for the rest of the year i think like DeFi is it's it's kind of reached a bit of an equilibrium where it's like it's not quite as crazy as DeFi summer um in terms of like the percentage of the the overall like market or kind of like mind space in crypto that it's taking up but i think it's certainly going to continue i think like the metaverse side of things will it's tough to say because I think we are at the point with the metaverse area where we were with DeFi in 2017. Like there's a lot of like hype and a lot of projects like raising, but like very little has actually been built. And right. so I think I think like it's not gonna be as anywhere near as fast as people like hope. It's gonna take years, like a solid, you know, two, three, maybe four years in, in order for kind of any of the the promises that people, you know, are, are talking about like right now in, in order to be fulfilled. I mean, people think like DAO tooling. I've heard some people say that 2022 is the year of the DAOs, but uh, it's tough to say. I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't really, uh, wasn't really a straight answer, but I think it's, I don't think it's really going to be dominated by one thing, uh, to be honest. I think like Metaverse is going to take too long to actually come into its own and uh, DAOs are, are still have a long way to go in terms of tooling. Yeah. No, it, it, it still gives some perspective on some of the different things to be looking out for. It sounds like you're still pretty bullish on, on DeFi, but it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of as equilibrium where it's not going to have such exponential growth, but it's still going to have a solid potential solid year. Right. Whereas um, NFTs and metaverses, uh, well, NFT cannot potentially sustain the amount of hype that it's had. It might have to cool off a little bit and metaverse is excited as everyone is. It's just going to take time to build. So um, definitely appreciate uh, that insight and that, that feedback, man. But again, you've given us a lot of really good information, a lot of different ways that people can utilize the tools that you are creating, but I always like to wrap up with two fun questions. With all the information that you've gathered throughout the years of being in crypto and all the things that you've built and all the experience that you have across all the different companies you have, if you go impart one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got started and you were working at the, the company that was the, when you were first getting into this space, right? What would you yeah, tell yourself? I think to, to really just like focus on building and not get as like distracted uh, by the market, which is great in the crypto winter because, you know, all the people who are there are like the real ones who are, who are you know, there for the love of the tech. But yeah, I, I think um, focus on building. And if you, if you have an idea or uh, something like one of my kind of regrets 
is about not starting autonomy sooner because I, like I mentioned, that I had the idea in like 2019, went to a hackathon, got a prize, whatever, thought like with pretty much just as much conviction, like this is like a very useful thing. It's just that like the market that I was, I was working for Dapper at the time as well. So I was like distracted with other things. But yeah, like if you are convinced that there is use for something, then the best time to build is like before it's needed so that when it is needed, you're, you know, ready to just like hit the ground running, so to speak, uh, in the market. Yeah. That's That's good. That is two solid gems. So focus on the process and and, and the journey of of, of building and don't get distracted by all the noise that's out there because there's plenty of it and it's not going to ever stop. And then if you have conviction on something that could be built that you think you can do or see a company that's doing it and you want to be a part of it, to take the leap if, if you really have that conviction. So really appreciate those two pieces of insight. But as we wrap up here, James, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners today? Hmm, final thoughts. I want people to check out the, the, the game that we're about to launch, Meta Dungeon, because um, one of the things I, I didn't mention actually is that um, what we're really trying to capitalize on is composability, which is kind of the, the ability for one blockchain thing to kind of like build on top of others. And so we're essentially like exactly which NFTs this will be will change like every few days as we kind of uh, choose different projects. But essentially, while you're fighting this dragon or, you know, all these other bosses that, you know, will release like after, we can add in the ability to get power ups, like while fighting this boss by just holding like NFTs from other projects, you know, like board apes, you know, loot project, uh, for example, these kinds of things. And I think that's going to be a a really, really like critical kind of uh, inflection point in like metaverse games because it's I think it'll be the the first time that a project is really focused on something I I call uh, incentivized community merging or self incentivized community merging where if you say that oh you know you need like uh, an NFT from loot project you know in order to like have a power up to like fight this thing then like all your users to, like go to that project, you know, uh, buy it or, or whatever, or collaborate with the people there and all the people in that project, you know, watch what you're doing and like paying attention and, and like learn about the project. And so you get, and then ideally like actually play the game. And so you can like target like specifically like one at a time, these different communities and just like one by one, just like merge them. I mean, it's not going to be like, but at least right. to like a, a solid degree. Something like that has never been done before. And I think it's going to create like these incredible network effects. And like, I have no idea how, to, how it's going to turn out, to be honest with you. Um, it's, it's extremely experimental, but I think it has the potential to be, to kind of like kick off a new wave of, uh, of blockchain gaming that's kind of been this like promised thing of, you know, you can like, oh, we can all build in the same universe. But like, if you actually look at blockchain games, like very few people are, you know, Axie Infinity doesn't touch any other blockchain games. That's pretty much the case for like, the main the main ones and so um hopefully like in the model that we have if it can work in a sustainable way and like actually does you know generate all these network effects then i think it's going to be like a catalyst for other projects to do the same and then we hopefully will start to see some some of the promises of metaverse gaming uh, at least like come to fruition and so yeah i don't know that was that's what uh, excites me about this this project in particular so well no which is really cool and you are definitely trying to be an innovator and trendsetter in this space and someone's got to put it out there to see how the, the, the market's going to receive it and hopefully work with it. And once it's a success, we start seeing this as the first domino that keeps falling to keep bringing us closer to the, the gaming future that we all want to see. So James, really d- definitely appreciate that. Thanks for the, the final thought. 
What are ways that people can connect with you and keep learning more about everything going on with um, Autonomy Network? Yeah, just uh, our, our website and Twitter at Autonomy Network, A-U-T-O-N-O-M-Y Network uh, and AutonomyNetwork.io. Like join our Discord. That's uh, like where we like do a lot of communication along with like Twitter. Yeah, I'd say they're, they're the main places to, to uh, get the announcements and get the alpha before, uh, before everyone else. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. Make sure you go and check that out. James, again, we really appreciate all your time today. And for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Just a Sapien. Cryptocurrent is a valuable resource to learn about crypto and all the builders in the blockchain space. Keep up the great work. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.